gentlemen of the anime universe, welcome once again to Anime Double Play. This is episode 67. We are in the end of July, which is crazy how much time is flying. I'm your host, Mary, and Thomas is not here. He is on an airplane flying back to Seattle. Last week he was here for a job interview in Connecticut, which he got... Woo! So, um, he's gonna be moving into Connecticut, and now, like, we can be really best friends and hang out all the time, and yay, even though he's still gonna be an hour away. But, um, it's a great opportunity for him, and we're really happy, and we're gonna figure it out, and he'll be back on next week. But, in his stead, I have here my friend, known to many of you as, um... As how my brother would describe the One Piece hater, but pretty cool dude. This is my friend, Michael Murphy. Hello. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Great to be here on this couch. Yes, it's a comfy couch. Very comfy couch. Um, Murph, as I call him, yes. is one of the only people I know who actually has listened to every episode. Almost every episode. I skipped... Two through 13, I think, just because uh, I couldn't be bothered. Those are pretty bad. <laughs> Don't worry. So, this is the one, so... Yeah, so, um, how's your week going? Did you do any anime stuff this week? I did not, um, no, not really. Uh, I did beat a game by the guy who made, uh, No More Heroes, Suda51, called The Silver Case, uh, which is basically a text adventure, or a visual novel, um, made no fucking sense. Okay. There you go. That's That's, cool. that's as close. I... Got my Switch. Yes. So I did not watch like any anime this week because I was playing the Switch, and then I watched it all today. Wow. So I caught up on basically. I was cramming, and then the Attack on Titan premiere came out like two days ago, so I had to watch it today. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Are you caught up in Attack on Titan? No, I was letting (laughs) Colby sort of catch me up. He was reading it, and then he it started to get really bad, and he's like, "I don't really like this." So then I stopped getting updates about a year ago. Okay, well, the I'll talk a bit about it with the weekly yeah. reviews, but um, the opening mm-hmm. is not an Attack on Titan opening. Really? It's, it's like a Natsume Yujincho opening. Okay. It's like a Sangatsu no Line opening. It's like... A lot more peppy? It, no, it's a ballad with beautiful That's illustrations weird. and flashbacks to them as children, and there's like no violence in it. It's That's not like very weird. a German battle cry. I know. That was like... I only watched like maybe the first two or three episodes, and it was sort of not my sort of violence I'm into. Yeah, I just remember... You're into a different kind of violence? Different kind of violence. Um, but always the openings, it's always like that. You just It's it, dope. It's crazy. What I've been loving about on Ta- Attack on Titan recently is that, like, season one, mm-hmm. action, adventure, crazy shit. Yeah. Season two was, like, mystery, horror, crazy shit. Okay. And season three, judging by what's happening and the opening, is, like, conspiracy theory... Like, critical thinking crazy shit. So I love how it's, like, changing genres each season. Like, I loved season two. Mm -hmm. It just totally... I kind of loved season two because Aaron wasn't really in it. And I think he's an annoying shit. It's all about the house? No, it's all about the side characters. Okay. And um, it was just really well done. And it was, like, genuinely kind of scary. And it was great. But there um, something about, like, the basement? Like the that. basement is always there. It's yeah. always in the back of our minds. Yeah. We don't really know. But, I think that um, will come out this season from what I remember. Colby okay, cool. Me. I don't know. Like, I don't know how that 
how they squish that timeline, but right. whatever. But I don't know where season three is going to go, and mm-hmm. I'm excited, because it could be anything. It mm-hmm. freaking looks like a slice of life from the opening, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Show me the world. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm playing Octopath Traveler, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah, we were looking at it. It's hard. Real pretty. It's hard when you've played Persona 5, like, three times uh-huh. to really play anything else. But... Reminds me of uh, Paper Mario. We were talking about that a little bit, where you're a 2D character, and the entire world around you is 3D, and it's very sort of artfully done, like we were in Frost Flame, or Flame Frost. Flame? I don't even know. I just got there. It's Fla- a co- Flame's Grace. Flame's Grace. It's a cold place, but it has a fire name, because it's funny. Um, <laughs> but they had, like, snow coming down in, like, the foreground, and it would twinkle. It was very well done. Yeah, and when the um, bad guys die... Really fucking cool animation. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of, um, I don't know if you guys have ever played for the PS4 I Am Setsuna. I think it's also out for the Switch now. It's kind of like spritey. It's like 3D sprites, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first game I got for my PlayStation 4. Yeah. It's only like 10 hours, but it was really good. It was like, well, that's kind of a spoiler. Uh-huh. I won't say it. It's Final Fantasy X, except the end's a little different. Uh-huh. But I won't tell you why. Uh-huh. Because it's a spoiler. But yeah. Is there less fake laughing? I'm not talking to you anymore, guys. <laughs> I know I say this often, but applications with, are open for a new co-host. That's an incredibly racist side character, Walker. Well, that's the point. He changes. He does change. I could do. I could easily talk for an hour. I watched about Final a playthrough of this by uh, the Super Best Friends, um, and they ripped into Waka so much. Well, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. But the so thing fun. is, with the fake laughing in Final Fantasy X, <laughs> you did this to me, he's fake laughing. Yeah. He's fake. He says, when things suck, you just have to force yourself to laugh. So he's laughing, and the laugh is awkward, and it sucks because it's not genuine, but he's trying to get himself mm-hmm. into that mindset. And then she she starts doing it, and then she's like, you should never do that again. <laughs> and it's like a character moment, but everyone just thinks it's bad voice acting, but it's bad on purpose, yeah. if you know it, in the context of the game. Ah, ah. There's uh, uh, Tits McGee. I can't remember her name. What? Oh, Lulu? Yeah. I like Lulu. A1. <laughs> We're moving on. So, um, are you watching any seasonal anime? Uh, no. I mostly read, and when I read, I usually do a lot of binging. So, actually, uh, like, two or three weeks ago, I caught up in One Piece. Or, not One Piece, in, um, One Punch Man. Right. Uh, some great stuff's happening in that. I talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. with you, but I won't go into it so I don't spoil anything. But, uh, I typically don't watch anything just because it takes half an hour to watch an episode that and you when can I read, read the volume and when I read I'm like oh I have I'll wait like a year or two and I'm like oh I have all these chapters to do so um that's I tend to just binge reading things it's, I feel you um I, I caught up in Boku no Hero mm-hmm. watching oh no and reading Okay, I caught you, up... You stopped, though, right? I stopped at well, chapter 173. So okay, I'm, I'm at close. 191. Woo! Uh-huh. <laughs> More things happen? I have one word. Uh-huh. Endeavor. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But um, let me go through the weeklies quick. Okay. Um, oh, there's one thing I have to read to you, but let me start. Okay. Um, okay, guys, hi. So... Dag. Hanabato, mm-hmm. that's the badminton anime... Oh yeah, it's quite too old. Always is always tweeting about it. Yeah, it has so a great. Relatable. It has a great opening. Uh huh. Great opening. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a drama. I of mean, course. it's a sports anime, obviously, but it's more on drama. Uh huh. Um, beautifully animated. I like the main 
character, Hanasaki. She's like, she gave up on badminton because her mother left her, and it's an anime. That's weird. Um, I don't like, see how those two mix, but okay. Well, I, I won't go into yeah. it. You're not caught up. Yes. But um, I just want her to win, uh-huh. and things keep her, like, now there's this girl who's her rival, blah, 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 and I'm like, just play badminton. I just mm-hmm. want to see a straight game of badminton, and I haven't seen one yet, and it's episode four. Do they do a princess, uh, Prince of Tennis-style thing where they do, like, their ultimate serve, and it, like, wipes out the dinosaurs? No, not yet. <laughs> That's the one thing I know about Prince of, Di- I uh, Prince lo- of Tennis. I, I love it. own the entire manga of Prince of Tennis. That's crazy. So don't shit on that shit. I'm all, that's the only clip I've ever seen, and I'm like, this is yeah. pretty fantastic. I used to call Prince of Tennis my um, uh, my drug, because it would be P.O.T. Prince, <laughs> Just inject it in well, your veins. P.O.T., Prince of Tennis, so it was my pot. Oh. When I was 11, I was like, I'm so cool. I'm, I'm doing, so cool. I'm doing drugs. So edgy. So edgy. Um, so it's pretty good. I really like Elena. Uh, that's Hanasaki's best friend. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I wish the show was about her. I love her but, side, though. Shut up. But um, I just want them to actually play some badminton. Um, Cells at Work is Ozzy and Drix, the anime. Okay. Which is great because I loved Ozzy and Drix as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, it's I good. It's cute. remember. I don't I Oh, it's about a, um, a tablet of Advil and a white blood oh, cell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fight crime in the yeah. body. Is uh, Bill Murray in it? That's the movie. Yeah. Osmosis Jones is the movie. Yeah. I used to watch Ozzy and Drix, which was the television I show. I was just called Osmosis Jones, but I guess that was just from the movie. Yeah. Ozzy and Drix was the TV show, yeah. and it was, it was good. I yeah. love that show. But um, this is a cute little show. It doesn't really have, like, it's like Monster of the Week. There's not, like, yeah, a plot. Yeah, I saw that the, a lot of my anime comes from the Crunchyroll Twitter yeah. account. And they had that clip of them, like, defeating that... Uh, virus where they encapsulate it in like a tube yeah or in a ball it's very strange the show because it seems like it's geared towards children mm-hmm. and it's extremely gory yeah it also seems to be like how like I know which is fine I, know. I mean it's fine for me but i'm 24 you know <laughs> i know you're no doctor but like how in depth to like the how like how realistic like, are they actually giving no, you medical they, yeah, advice? Yeah, they're, they're Not actually... Not medical advice, but, like, how it works. It's like a biology lesson, yeah. Okay, that's cool. So... It's like, uh, Miss Frizzle at school? Yeah, kind of like that. Um... Except you don't have that red-headed kid who's an idiot. Shut up, Mer. You're an idiot red-headed kid. Hey, they didn't know that. Yeah, he's a redhead, guys. <laughs> I'm very Irish. I bought His some name's in- Michael Murphy. I was buying some ingredients for some pasta earlier today, and I saw potatoes, and I was like, man, I could go for some potatoes right now. <laughs> That's how Irish you are. Um, Chio School Road is a really is a comedy that I've been really liking, mm-hmm. but I did not watch it this week mm-hmm. because I like it, but I don't want to force myself to watch it. Yeah. I want to watch it when I'm in the mood for it. Yeah. like uh, So I've semi-dropped it mm-hmm. just because I... I loved the first episode. I got halfway through the second, and then I was like, eh, not now. So I'm going to wait until I'm in the mood for it, and then probably binge it. That's probably the best way to do it, because I binged all of Kamurocho High, which is this old, like, sort of, like, 90s joke anime that they made on, like, the smallest of budgets, and it was, like, 11 minutes long for each episode, but I watched it, like, every single one in, like, maybe two weeks or something like that, and that was a bit much... Like, just, yeah. it's, it's sort of like the same comedy over and over again, but right. if you're watching it weekly, or if you're not in the mood for it, it really dings off of you, and you're sort of like, oh, okay. But, uh, episode, I think, was it three? 
I think was just they ran out of probably all the money. So the entire episode consists of every character humming a song, trying to figure out what it is. So nothing gets animated except for their lips, just oh. moving slightly. And everyone gets the song. Everyone changes the song and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the episode, they actually tell you what the song is. And it's some Japanese rock song I've never heard of. What is this anime? Uh, Kamurocho High. Kamurocho High. I never yeah, heard of it. there's a robot in it. Freddie Mercury's in it. Oh, my God. But he looks like Mac, Mike Hagar. It Hagar-Gar. sounds like your kind of show. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I like it. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. My anime of the season right now. Persona 5. <laughs> we don't talk. I forgot to watch the episode. They're in Futaba's Palace. Yeah, I saw something about that. I wonder what happens. Um, I need to read this to you. My favorite, my anime of the season right now is an anime called Banana Fish. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that on the pod. I'm going to read you the my anime list summary again. Okay. Because it is, I literally, guys, I literally read this every other day. I saw It that. is the greatest thing. But, um... Dead series for a couple mm-hmm. seconds. I'm really enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I saw some of the... Uh, I Just before I came here, uh, I was looking at Twitter and some people were talking about the show and how like well done the backgrounds are. Yeah. Of like the reference... They show you like reference photos of how it looks in like Japan and then what they are actually drawing and it's like, it's spot on. It's really cool. It's, it's genuinely great. It's like a crime mystery drama, mm-hmm. which I'm going to read you the... The summary. Mm-hmm. And then I'm actually going to tell you what the show's about. Okay. <laughs> because this it's is... slightly wrong. Are you... Guys, I know you've heard this so many times, but I want to hear... I want to get Murph's reaction on the pod. Nature made Ash Links beautiful. <laughs> Nurture made him a cold, ruthless killer. That's really dope. That's hilarious. A runaway brought up as the adopted heir and sex toy of Papadino Golzine. That makes... I wonder if he's a very Italian man. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, now at the rebellious age of 17, forsakes the kingdom held out by the devil who raised him. Mm-hmm. But the hideous secret that drove Ash's brother mad in Vietnam has suddenly fallen, fallen into Papa's insatiable, ambitious hands. And it's exactly the wrong time for Eji Okamura, a pure-hearted young photographer from Japan, to make his acquaintance. So... Where is this sound? That sounds like a fan fiction. Yeah. Um... It's set in New York right now. Oh, okay. So what it's about is the the manga takes place. The manga's from the eighties. Yeah. So in the but they modernized it. Mm-hmm. So in the manga, the main co- the main character's brother is in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. In the anime, he's in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and um, he goes crazy in Afghanistan. And he's American, right? Yeah, they're okay. American. He goes crazy in Afghanistan. Yeah. And comes home, and the only words he can say are banana fish. Oh. And Ash is like, what is banana fish? Uh-huh. And then one day he's like walking through Brooklyn or something in an alleyway. Okay. And this guy got stabbed and comes up to him and hands him this envelope. And the last words he says before he dies is banana fish. Oh, wow. So it's like this crazy, like, gangster mafia mystery trying to find out what banana fish is. Yeah. And um, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I would even like to read it just to see sort of the their interpretation of New York in, like, the 80s, because 80s New York was that fun. <laughs> it's still got the 80s vibe, though. Yeah. It's, it's cool. You should, there's three down. episodes out. The fourth mm-hmm. one comes out tomorrow. I can't wait. Like, every episode, I'm like, whoa. The first episode's okay, pacing-wise, because yeah, they have to put a lot in. Yeah. But um, episodes two and three were awesome. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm really, it's really good. That um, one, do I'm, you guys? I'm not talking to you, Murph. I'm talking to the fans. I saw you were talking to them. Um, I, I turn to my computer when I'm talking to you guys. Are you guys liking Banana Fish? Can you like let me know on Twitter or comment or something? Are you guys too. even watching it? Let Murph know too. He's um at Shankopotamus. Yeah. What's your the number eighteen? Thirty-one. Shank at Shankopotamus thirty-one. At me. Adam. Um, it's very good. It's just, it's. Yeah, I'm nervous because I like it so much that it can now it can disappoint me. Like <laughs> it can let me down now. And the opening's so good. We'll watch the opening when we're making dinner. Okay. We're making pasta. Yeah. Just to go against him being so Irish. I love pasta. <laughs> um, but yeah. I had macaroni and cheese. Great episode. Lunch. There was a kiss. <gasps> there was a BL kiss. It was great. BL? Shown and I. Boys love. Oh, okay. The two main character guys kissed. Kiss, but kiss. it wasn't like a romantic kiss. Uh-huh. It was a kiss. It was a manly because kiss. Because Ash is in prison and he took. Was it like a Judas kiss? No, shut up. He took a tablet. From, like, the doctor, uh-huh. and he wrote a note, and he put the uh, note in it, and then he kissed Edgy, and it was like a kiss with tongue, and you're like, holy shit. And then Edgy walks out and spits it out and reads the note. It was so cool! They would have beat you up a lot in 80s New York if you did that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's the, it's hard because it's modernized, Yeah. but they still talk about gays the same way. Yeah, I was watching... Feels bad, and man. Silver Cases came out in, like, the 90s, I think, mm-hmm. and their attitude towards gay people is not great. Yeah, so it's a little cringy. Yeah. And there's a lot of child porn, and it's episode three, and Ash has been... I'm wrinkling my brow for the audience yes. that cannot see me. Ash has been raped twice, and it's episode three. That's not great. Once on the street by a gay guy, and he was like, watch out, he's oh gay, and then he rapes him, and you're like, no! And then once in prison, he gets raped by some guys in That's prison in the library. Great. Yeah, but it's genuinely a good show. Uh-huh. And then I think I'm almost done. Just look at, look past all the <laughs> terrible things. Oh, I apologize for coughing, by the way, guys. I have a She's chest dying. cold. Um, I'm watching Holmes of Kyoto, which this episode was okay. Is this an anime? Or is yeah. this like... <laughs> it's about this guy who runs an antique shop in oh. Kyoto, and he solves mysteries. Oh, was that the one you're talking about? It's like Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out for like an episode or two, just because I like um, Sherlock Holmes. It's not great. Okay. But it's cute. Yeah. It's a shoujo. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's about a high school girl who meets the guy. Um, this episode, I watched today because I watched everything today. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super into it. But um, I'm like, I like want to know what happens to the characters, which is weird because like, yeah, I don't even know them that well. But I'm like, they actually seem like real people. Yeah. So I'm like, huh. The girl's pretty cool. She has like actual motivations and mm-hmm. she's not there because she's romantically interested in the guy she has a she has a goal mm-hmm. and her dreams are clear she wants to she's working in the shop so she can buy a train ticket back to her hometown and tell off her boyfriend who dumped her nice <laughs> but she's like a really genuine like wholesome person she's not like some like skank yeah she because she moved to kyoto from like saitama or something mm-hmm. and when she left her boyfriend dumped her and then started dating her best friend so she goes to the an- right. So Both she goes parts. to the antique shop with this antique that she stole from her grandfather, and she was like, "I'm going to sell it and get my train ticket." Uh-huh. But Holmes, with his deductiveness, figures it out, and he's like, "How about I just give you a job here so you can raise money for your train ticket that way?" Okay. So and like, but she's not like mean about it. She's just like, "I don't know what to do with these feelings, and yeah, I just want to tell." To, like, she wants like closure because yeah. I don't, I, I assume it was not like a direct breakup, like if they didn't do it face to face, it was over like. No, it was. Oh, it was. Yeah, oh. before she left. Okay. 
But um, I just like her a lot. So I'm, I'm watching it for her, mm-hmm. not for the guy. Uh-huh. Kyoto boys are nasty. You wouldn't get that unless you watched the show. Okay. And then I dropped free after one episode. Take that. Ugh. Free. Um, That's. I, I kind of talked it. about Attack on Titan. It's really hard to see where this season's going to go. I need to rewatch the episode because I'm not 100% sure what happened in it. I think they're going to kill more Titans. Bye, Murph. Um, Goodbye and forever. I watched Anglo Moise. Okay. Oh, is that the Vikings one? It's the Mongols. <laughs> Basically, it's the Mongols. Oh, okay. It, um, people died this week. A lot of people died. I did not, but I did vision. not expect the people who died to die. Okay, so they were characters. Um, okay. It's pretty good so far. What episode are you on? Three. There's okay. only three out. Okay. Um, we're, like, doing a night raid on the Mongols right now. It's basically just going to be the battle with some, like, character development mm-hmm. in there. But it's it's just a cool show to watch every week. I'm not, mm-hmm. like, in love with it. Um, I like the main character. Probably get some cool cultural stuff out of that. Not as much as Golden Kamui. Okay. Golden Kamui did great on Ainu culture. Uh-huh. This is kind of like... No, not really. This takes place in like the 13th century though, so there yeah. was like barely a culture. Yeah, still, they could have some cool stuff. They're like... I'm they, looking forward to it. They sort of like there. maybe point out like one thing that they found on like a dig at some point. Do they have like the, the, the yurts? Like the traveling sort of like tents that they have? No. Uh, this is not in Japan. It is in Japan, but it's in um, Tsushima Island, which is in between, like, uh, Russia okay, yeah, and Japan. That, yeah. So it's not I'm on the mainland. Of, I'm thinking Mongol, Mongolia. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. So that's everything I watched, dot, yeah. dot, dot. Yeah, funny. I'm thinking, with a really <laughs> ugly face. So um, let's, before we get to the topic of the week, and we have a really interesting topic of the week, because Murph is such an interesting guy. Um, (laughs) Thank you. We're going to do what we do with every new co-host on the show. Mm -hmm. Interview with an anime fan, so it'll be quick. Yay. And just as in, in, I almost said in memory of Thomas, but he didn't die. Ripperino. (laughs) In honor of Thomas, he likes to do things spontaneously, so I did not give Murph the questions beforehand. Okay. Yay. So, um. I have listened before, so maybe, maybe I have an edge. Yeah. So, um, how did you get into anime? Uh, I got into anime through, well, I watched a lot as sort of like a kid, like you watch sort of like the, uh, your Yu-Gi-Oh's, your Pokemans, your <laughs> other Saturday morning cartoons that were adapted for kids. Um, and then I, it sort of dropped off and that's kind of because I didn't have cable until I was 13. So those shows I, wa- I was watching were like, Saturday morning cartoons, so I had to either get up sort of on time to watch them, or I would miss them because I, I remember specifically I had flag football for, you know... You like, played flag football? I played on Colby's team. We were the Chiefs. Um, I had one good run. So athletic. Oh, God. You had one good run. Oh, and we got it on film, too, so I can look real cool. Yeah. Um, but I remember that, like, sort of... My parents always like to get me up early, um... And had me do stuff in the morning, so I, I like I missed out on a lot of stuff. And then when I finally did get cable at sort of thirteen, I kind of felt I was too old for cartoons and anime, so I sort of dropped off. But then I don't know when it was that Mike, other Mike, Mary's Mike, uh, sort of started talking about Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, again. backstory. Um, I know Murph because 
He went to high school with my boyfriend, and they're BFFs. Elementary school, middle school, and high school. They've known each other for a long time. But now I've kind of taken over, and Murph's just my friend. Yeah, I've become Murph now. Um, Yeah. But he he was talking about this show called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So I watched that on YouTube, which was an awful experience. (laughs) Just so many ads. And Funimation, I remember at one point, was uh, copywriting their own videos on YouTube. So that, that was ridiculous. Um, so I did that. I think I might have watched through it maybe once in high school. Then I started maybe three or four times other than that because I only got to the end like once or twice even up till now. Uh, and then in, in college, I had a lot more free time. Uh, and I watched I watched a whole bunch of episodes of One Piece, but I can't remember any of them. <laughs> the uh, One Piece hater. Yeah. I, it's, I'm okay with it now. Sorry. I mean, I went to the store, so... I, we're gonna get there no we're spoilers gonna get there. um but uh i watched that i watched uh some just random stuff anything i could sort of find for free on like hulu and stuff like that mm-hmm. then i watched trigon and trigon was like the first anime i sort of found by myself but which i love i, I never saw that i bought the first volume of the manga jk i accidentally bought the spin-off manga oh and then i never went back because i had no idea I didn't what know was happening it was I like a sequel too. or a spin-off it was it, it's in like whenever you see it in like borders it's always in two parts and i'm not totally sure what i have the two no parts idea are. i was also young so they're pretty different uh, between the two, so it's kind of worth watching both. The I I haven't wa- I haven't read all of it, um, but the anime itself is pretty like lighthearted. It's lighthearted most of the time, but there's a pretty dark undertone sort of thing going on where it's exploitation of other creatures for power. Ah, that was weird. All I know is the um, the priest has like a bazooka. Yeah, that guy's pretty cool. He's probably based off of. Uh, and as a religious person. Guy. I fucking love that. It's pretty cool. He's probably based off of this character from uh, oh, uh, El Mariachi, which is a low-budget Mexican film, I think it was. And they got really big by its third movie. Johnny Depp was in it. It was pretty cool. He had a, he had a rocket launcher in his uh, oh. in his guitar case. Awesome. And then he had two other Mariachi bros. One had like a machine gun. Or he had a machine gun. One of his bros had uh, the rocket launcher. And then the third one had something else. It was a pretty cool movie. Low-budget. Pretty neat. Um, so, yeah, then I started staying at sort of that level of anime watching and stuff like that. Um, a lot of my, uh, not opinions, but stuff that I'll get into or, like, give credence to with either stuff that Mary recommends or stuff that uh, people on Super Best Friends talk about, because I, I watch them a lot, so they're always sort of making references, and that's mm-hmm. sort of how I got into, like, Guts and JoJo, which is my... Berserk? Best. They talked about it a lot. But you called it Guts. Uh, they called it Guts. <laughs> um, so I, I always flipped off on that. And so, um, and then I got into JoJo. I, Which I watched, changed your life. Changed my life. I have a, a lot of JoJo stuff now. Uh, it's the only anime where I'm actually buying the it's volumes, but I'm getting the hardback volumes because I don't like the paperback ones because they get so messy so quickly. So high maintenance. I still have Colby's Volumes 3 and 4 of Berserk back there. I haven't touched them. I should just return them. Yeah. Or read them. Or read them. I've had them for probably almost a year. It's no Tarkin, though. What? Tarkin. What's that? Other Mike has had my book Tarkin for two or three years now. Right, right. It's a small book. (laughs) So the next question is favorite anime, but it's JoJo. It's JoJo. JoJo's um, fantastic. It's a man exploring his sexuality over 37 years. 
Many men. Yeah, buff men, then I got the skinny men, very skinny men. Part 5 is coming out, excited for it. Hopefully it's going to make more sense in the actual manga, because the main character's stand makes no sense in that manga. Uh, you could try to send me an explanation on that. Then there's King Crimson, who's the meme of, like, King Crimson has the work. <coughs> no one knows. I've been sent paragraphs about it. I have not read any of those paragraphs, because, honestly, it makes no sense, and I'm not going to waste my time reading a paragraph trying to understand it. All right, guys. Shankopotamus31. Tweet him exclamations <laughs> to show JoJo Part 5. Five yeah. I almost said Shoujo, which yeah. is not JoJo. Uh, part 5 is sort of the, quote-unquote, the gayest one. And then, then he sort of, then he went back to, then he was like, oh, what about women in Part 6? But he's like, nah, I'm going to go back to the Skinny Boys. And now we're in Part 8, which is all about Skinny Boys. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah, JoJo seems like one of those things that are just, like, so big, I don't know if I should even poke it with a stick. Yeah, it's, that's totally understandable. That's how I felt about it. And that's sort of... Like, I, I honestly can't tell you why I started reading it. Like, it was Super Best Friends talked about it a whole bunch, and, like, they had, like, a game or something that they reviewed that they did a very bad review about that they then went back and redid it because they did it in ja the Japanese version first so they couldn't mm -hmm. read anything. Uh, and it was uh, an early, uh, not an early fighting game, but I think it was on the PS3 or early PS4 release. And so they got an early copy that was all in uh, Japanese, so they didn't really understand any of the mechanics, so they kind of really bashed it. And then they they got blown up, and they had to redo that episode. Um, so I think it was around then I started reading it, just because it was it's very very stylish, and I like like I like fashion and stuff like that, and the stuff that they wear. Yeah. Hey, I'm sitting here in a t-shirt, jeans. Like I like fashion. So stylish. I like fashion, but I'm not going to pay. Which is why for you liked Persona Five. Stylish. Yes. AF. Play oh that game, God. guys. Play that fucking game. The protagonist from P4, I want his jacket. It's this great, like, high-collar jacket that has an in interior uh, checkered Right, design. but it's his uniform jacket. I know, but so is the, the P5 one. Hmm. They have good pants, though, in P5. Oh, the pants are great. The pants are great. I could go for some of those pants. <laughs> mm, A1. Uh, yeah. Do we ask anything else in this segment? Oh, boy. I think that's it. That might be it. Maybe what I'm currently watching, but we kind of went over that. I'm not watching anything because I've been everything. I'm well, reading. Yeah. Okay. So, topic of the week. Woo! <laughs> so, we are graced to have um, Michael Murphy with us today because three weeks ago, he like got back from Japan. Yeah. He was in Japan for two, two weeks. weeks. Yep. He was studying abroad with one of his... Japanese culture classes. Yeah. He's still in college. Yeah. And um, we're here to listen to his knowledge. He has made a list of um, anime things and travel tips and fun Japanese desu stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get a little... Um, Some hot tips. Hot tips on Hapon culture. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. I'm going to... As a... Um, a Japanophile. A fan of Japan. A fan of Japan and a um, Japanese language student. I'm interested to see how much I already know. Okay. So, bring it. All right. So, sort of his background is what the trip was about. So, it was, as Mary said, it was for two weeks. Uh, it was the end of May into the beginning of June. Um, so, okay, we'll get back to that. Um, 
two weeks, but the class focused on sort of how cultural tourism happens in Japan and then how closely related that is to Buddhist uh, temples and Shinto shrines. Oh, cool. So, so it was kind of like a religion course? Uh, I could have taken it as a religion course or a history course. I took it as a history course because I'm, I'm a history major and it's this is sort of my bag. Um, so because, because those things are so closely uh, related, you're able to sort of take them as both because the people there are there for to learn about their culture and about religion at the same time. Um, uh, so we flew there on Japan Airlines. If you could do it, I really recommend flying Japan Air because your Japan experience will start there. They give you hot towels before every meal, and every meal is sort of like sort of Japanese sort of based. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think I had like what is it, what is it curry pork curry with rice. I was in the city. Uh-huh. Total. I'm interrupting. I was in the city for a Coheed and Cambria concert. It was amazing last weekend. And for breakfast, I got a curry croquette. Mm-hmm. For breakfast. Mm-hmm. I could have eaten a thousand of them. Curry is such an underrated food curry thing in America. It's fantastic. It's so good. And then for lunch, we got curry. I had so much curry on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was filled with curry, and I was not complaining. It was great. Hot food tip right now. I'll probably circle back to this, hopefully. Um, what they do to pork over in Japan, and from my understanding in Asia in general, is fantastic. I had tonkatsu curry. Uh, tonkatsu beef curry with rice was my probably one of my favorite meals over there. You can get it anywhere, and you get, like, breaded pork, and they cook it so well. Like, I don't like pork chops over here, or, like, how pork is cooked over here in general. But over there, I could just eat, I I had that the most out of any food, I think. (laughs) Um, But getting back to it, uh, Fly Japan Air, um, very good. Uh, Our professor taught in Japan for a few years. He taught grade school. I think it was either, I think it was eighth he taught. Um, I'm not totally sure what subject he taught. He taught in, like, the 90s. And he lived in a pretty small town. So small, in fact, that they actually didn't have a train station, which was a kind of a big deal. Because like, mm-hmm. you get around everywhere uh, by train. They had buses that went to the trains. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, fly Japan Air. Oh, yeah. He was the one that was that was saying that um, like the American Airlines are not sort of the best. I don't fly that, that often. This is the first time I've flown in maybe 10 years. Uh, so he's like, we're going to go fly Japan Air because it's sort of like the better of the choices you could really pick. Um, be prepared uh, from uh, JFK. It's a 13-hour flight both ways. Um, I watched uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Blade Runner 1, Blade Runner 2, and then I still had like three or four hours to go. Oh, my God. Be prepared for that. Either drug yourself so you pass out or just be prepared to be awake the entire time because you're going to Japan for the first time. And you cannot sleep. I could not sleep at all. I can't sleep on airplanes. Yeah. Uh, on the way back, I fell asleep for maybe like two hours. Um, those, get up and stretch so you don't die also. Don't get a blood clot. Yeah. Um, on planes, though, you get the best films. Like, I watched yeah. both Attack on Titan live actions. The mm-hmm. first one was great. The second one was garbage. I watched the first Roni Kenshin live action. Okay. Really good. What airline was this? Was um, it disposable? I wasn't even... Okay, when I watched Roni Kenshin, I think I was on Lufthansa. Oh, okay. And then my brother was flying, like, domestically and was watching Your Name in Japanese before it was out in American theaters (laughs) because they have films for everyone. Yeah. No matter where, if you're at an international port, they Mm -hmm. have all the movies. So 
Um, a lot of yeah. live action remakes from anime. Yeah. Like, what else did I want to watch? I almost watched. I can't think of the name. It was like Strobe Edge or Aoharu Ride. Mm-hmm. Um, the live action was on. It was orange. It was the <laughs> orange live action. I didn't watch it because I loved that manga and I didn't want to ruin it for mm-hmm. myself. But like, there were so many live action renditions on airplanes. That's odd. Uh, it's great. I'm trying to think. I don't think they had any anime on the airplanes from what I remember. They had Tetris. That was fun. Oh, I, well, we... Real shit control. I know. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's so loose. When um, I was studying abroad in Luxembourg, I think I played Tetris the entire eight hours. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, let's get to Japan. Yeah, Japan. Um, Japan was really cool. Like I said, we went to a whole bunch of uh, different shrines. So the places that we stayed were Tokyo... Kyoto, Hiroshima, and then back to Tokyo for the last couple days. Um, we took the bullet train, which is called Shinkansen. You always call it the Shinkansen. Um, traveling around in Japan is very easy. It's all by train. Uh, I really recommend getting the uh, Japan Railway Pass, which is a national railway line. Uh, that could basically get you anywhere around in Tokyo. And then it also is a ticket onto Shinkansen, onto the bullet trains. Uh, if you're getting onto the bullet trains, though, I recommend reserving seats. Uh, so you can actually sit because you're usually going to be on there for a few hours if you're going uh, far away. Um, sitting down is fantastic. Um, so I think it was the third day I was there. We I went to Akihabara, uh, which is like Anime Central, and that was that was really really cool. Um, it is I I don't know like how tourist it is, but there were a lot of tourists there. Like I don't know how much they're sort of like playing it up. Um, once you get out of uh, what was it, the, the Akihabara Station, mm-hmm. and you go out this, I can't remember which direction, I think it was south. Uh, you go onto the street, which is sort of, when you type in Akihabara on Google Map, or like the Google, it's the first picture that comes up. Uh, you see this train, and then you see three Sega arcades on the same street, like, three blocks away from each other. Uh, that's really cool. Um, in, they, uh, when I was there, they were uh, advertising uh, Persona. Um, it because might. it's the best. It was the anime, best anime of 2017. I think they were showing it for the anime that was coming out. Ooh. Or for the dancing game that was out. Yes, the dancing game came out five days before you left. Oh, okay. I'm crazy. So, yeah, I actually saw, I took pictures of some, uh, like, box copies of the game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those, the Sega arcades, though, uh, we went to those, those... Machines in there are, like, the crane games and stuff like that. Those ones there are really kind of complete rip-offs. They're, like, sort of like the ones that you stereotypically stereotypically think of, where it's, like, a claw game, mm-hmm. but the arms and the claws are very, very loose. So Right. To you like, don't win. You don't really win. But there are other arcades where you can win. Um, we stayed in a hotel in Tokyo right off of the, a station in Kamata. Uh, it was a business hotel for a businessman, so it was a very small room and stuff like that, but it was very cheap, so... Uh, that's what we took. Um, and we actually had an arcade across the way, and you could have won something there very easily. But the loosest arcades uh, that we found was in Hiroshima, which is if uh, if you get off Hiroshima at the main station, you if you're facing south, which I no think... No one knows. Well, this is t- hot tips. Okay. This Murph the, cares about you guys. This is the loosest arcade that we found, and it's incredibly loose, and you'll understand why. Um, if you leave the station, Hiroshima station facing the, uh, you'll see all the trams set up there. 
you take a left, you go all the way down, and it's up from this very fancy electronic store called like Edion, I believe it is. You have to go up an elevator. It's on like the fourth or fifth floor. You open it. You as you're going up, you could actually hear the noise get louder and louder. And when the doors open, it's almost deafening. That arcade was pretty nice. But there, the like claw games and stuff like that are very very loose. Like there's the ones where you have to cut the string. Yeah. Uh, I think my friends won between like three of them. They won maybe like eight or nine figures. Oh shit. Yeah. So. Uh, People, they were going after, like, uh, Mon- uh, Monkey D. Luffy ones. Uh, one of them got a very nice gum, uh, gummy gummy fruit, I think it was. Oh, okay. Um, it was very, like, well done. And we would see ones later on that you could actually just straight out buy, and they were not as nice detail. Like, at the actual jump store, they were not as nice as the one that you got out of this machine. Hmm. Uh, my friend Eddie got one um, out of, uh, he got a Josuke figure, uh, part four JoJo main character, got a very big pompadour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of stuff like that. So those ones were pretty good. I got some stuff. I got a lot of Kirby stuff from these machines. There was a very easy one where you had to drag it down, where it's mm. sort of on this like beaded thing. You have to drag that down. It pops off eventually. Um, and I spent a lot of money on getting other Kirby things from other arcade stuff. But if you walk around, uh, I found an arcade sort of upstairs in a bookstore, which is, like, where I got those curvy towels oh, right. and stuff like that. And I could have won a Switch, but that one was super rigged. So you went to the Jump Store and the One Piece store. Yes. How was the Shonen Jump Store? Because that, to me, sounds like heaven. You didn't get me anything Rurouni Kenshin from I the Jump Store. I did not store. see anything. It was, very, it was a very small store. You know what? They probably... They, do, probably, no, they didn't have any Naruto Because stuff. of the child... Porn oh, case. Yeah. I'm so sad. They didn't you. have any Naruto stuff. They had like two shirts. Wow. Like Bar- I think Did Bar- have, Baruto's um, coming brand, man. Uh, Someone wanted to get the uh, headband mm-hmm. and they couldn't find it in the store. So he I was home last one. weekend and I found my Naruto headband in like my underwear drawer uh-huh. and I was like, ah, and then I put it back. Um, but that store was pretty neat. Uh, like I said, it's pretty small. That was in, the one that we went to was in the mall that's underneath the Tokyo station. And if you okay. look this up, like if you type in Tokyo station, it will take you to this one. Uh, to make sure it's the right one, it is a building that looks like it's supposed to be like sort of like French. It's from, looks like it was built in like the 1860s, uh, but it was completely burnt down during the war. Uh, but then they rebuilt it exactly the same. So if you do sort of like a Google 1860s map. 1860s is Rurouni Kenshin time. Yeah, this is, they're trying to be all. Yeah, at the that time. makes sense. It looked very French, but it was just, like, I'm a history major, like I think we said, and I also work at yeah. a museum. So looking at this building that's supposed to look European, but it's like an amalgamation of all these different yeah. sort of styles, it's very odd, because I'm like, that's sort of like French, but that's sort of like Italian, and you usually don't see that sort of thing. It's very odd. So if you're sort of like an architectural student walking around Japan, it's it's very interesting. Buildings are all different. Murph's like super smart. I like I like these things. <laughs> Um, cool. Yeah. Um, I recommend traveling around, um, like going to different cities. Like Tokyo is great and there's a lot of different sides of Tokyo. Like right outside of Tokyo Station is sort of like a financial sort of district. It's very tall, like skyscrapers and things like that. They're very modern. Uh, but then like, uh, when we were in Kamada, if you've ever played the Yakuza series, uh, it's basically that. Like, the Yakuza series, in my opinion, is sort of, like, the most accurate representation of Japan I've, I have found. Persona 5? No. 
Because you're not able to free walk around. True. Yeah. But Persona 5, the parts that they did the render... The aesthetics are, like, exactly the same. The things that they did render are exactly spot That's on. Like, I, I went to Shibuya Station, which is a hangout spot in uh, Persona 5, and I was a couple feet off of where they actually hang out in that menu, and then... You took a picture. I took a picture, and then that train car is there where you meet the politician who's a really good oh, contact. Oh, cool. It, like, it's, it's, like, spot on. Uh, those, um... There are the lotto tickets that you can buy. That yeah. I only bought once, but those booths are actually there. Oh, cool. Like, it's very spot on. And you can actually go, like, the direction that you usually walk up that street where there's the bookstore. And... Did you go to the Udon place? It's probably not actually in the No, place. no. Because the this, this street that you go on to, is, it's very small in the game. <laughs> and the one that you actually... Uh, the real one is actually, like, an actual street. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, there are cars. Cars and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, the Yakuza series, like... Um, in Japan, there are things on the street. There are these uh, little square uh, yellow things that are like embedded in the sidewalk, and there's an entire path of them, and they have these uh, three long bumps on them. And that's to help uh, visually impaired people actually know which way the train is. So all of those oh. go through the train, and then where there's dots, it means there's a turn or is a crosswalk. Very cool. Um, I don't know if they have that in Persona, but... The, in, Jap- the Japanese are so nice. It's crazy. But in Yakuza, they have those everywhere. And they actually... I think they go to actually train stations. But it's, it's really cool. Uh-huh. How many times did you see Miku when you were in Japan? Um, not a lot. But I saw, uh... Oh, Hot Team Epic a lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> when it was really big. But not sort of... Like, not on billboards or anything on that. They're on the stickers... On the Japan subways, like there are stickers on the doors, and both of them were on that very. It was very, very small. Yeah, they sticker. did a they did a subway campaign. Yeah, I don't know if it was that because they were they weren't the only people even on that sticker. It was sort of uh, just like here's like this idol that you might know. Here's this other thing that you might know. And there's pop team. Epic. There's pop team epic. It was very odd. Um, Super random. I'm gonna interrupt. Yes. When I was in the city last weekend. I was taking the subway from Queens to um, Grand Central, mm-hmm. and I saw in one of the subway stops there was an ad for the live-action Bleach movie. That's weird. In the New York subway. They know. I was so confused. All the weebs live out there. It was there. a lot of different emotions. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, wait, no. Oh, there's uh, a live-action. Oh god. Like, all at once. Yeah. Anyway. I can imagine. Um, Speaking of subway ads. Yes. You should watch, uh, I don't know if you'd like it, <laughs> you should watch uh, Mawaru Penguin Drum. Okay. It's a... Is it a penguin one? It's a, the penguin one. Yeah. Um, it's really avant-garde, which mm-hmm. means you'd probably like I it. I probably would. It's absolutely insane, and um, it draws from the 1991 um, terrorist attack in the subway oh, in Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not... I mean, it's absolutely insane, but there are a lot of references to it and uh-huh. stuff, just because we're talking about yeah. anime subways. Um, and... I'm cosplaying from that series next mm-hmm. month. Like, I love that show. Maybe we'll watch some when we eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we can't. High Dive doesn't have a PS4 app. Hey, High Dive, if you're listening. It's got a PS4 app. <laughs> it's like... Ugh. But um, I can't recommend it enough. It's mm-hmm. crazy. But not everyone can watch it. Like, yeah. my mic can't watch Moara Penguin Drum. Uh, that... Okay. <laughs> uh, my brother yeah. probably wouldn't like Penguin Drum. Mm-hmm. You... Could like you could <laughs> it's do a possibility. It. There's a possibility you would like it. Uh-huh. Colby, maybe. I, don't think so. I think you're the most. Yeah. You're the most. It, yes. He doesn't really like avant-garde stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, subway. I think my hottest tip because you talk about the terrorist attacks. There are no. 
uh, garbage cans in basically any city. Uh, there are some, there's very few garbage cans. So basically, my tip is even if you usually don't travel with a backpack, travel with a backpack because you can put your garbage in there until you get to an actual um, garbage can and throw it out. Uh, and also carry a, you also get an obscene amount of papers. It might have been because we were sort of going to like museums and all these different mm-hmm. shrines, but you get papers for everything. So by the end of it, I just, I have like a folder at home of just papers. Why aren't there any trash cans? Um, it's, uh, the same thing is true actually in um, London. Um, it's because they're scared of the cult, uh, or cult, uh, putting uh, the same sort of attack or a bomb in trash cans and exploding it. Oh. Uh, and that's why there's no trash cans in London, because the IRA actually did that. Oh. Um, so the only place you'll really find trash cans consistently is next to drink machines. And drinks machines are everywhere there. There's alcoholic ones in our hotel in Kamata. There was actually an alcoholic one in the lobby, along with the, another one that had Boss Coffee. I don't like coffee, but I drink some Boss Coffee. You have to drink Boss Coffee. I brought the can coffee. home with me, because you could buy it in Yakuza. Um, but um, uh, now, because of all the drinks machines around, you probably think, like, oh, I don't need to bring a water bottle, like a reusable one. Mm-hmm. Bring a use- reusable water bottle, because you can fill it up at your hotel with water or whatever. You can take it with you, you can drink it all the way down, and then when you're ready to refill it, or if you just want to drink, or, you know, it, when you want to ref- when it's empty and you're going to refill it, you can refill it from a drinks machine, refill the water bottle, then throw out the water bottle you're not going to keep, the empty one that you just bought, and then you don't have to carry, walk around with a bottle in your hand or right. your backpack. It's crazy with, like, the terrorism. Yeah. Like, when I think Japan, I don't think terrorism. Yeah, I mean... Like, watch out for terrorists in Japan. We don't have trash cans. sort of the only... That's the biggest terrorist attack that's happened there, from what I understand. Okay. I, I took a, a Japan history course from the Tokugawa era to modern times with the same professor. Uh, shout out to Professor Drubi. If you're listening to this, I'm really surprised. <laughs> um, if anyone's listening to this, we're really surprised. Um, but, like, we covered all that sort of stuff, and that was sort of the only terrorist attack that we mentioned. But a few days after... After I got back, there was a stabbing on the Shinkansen, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, my mom was really worried about that. And then some other guy... Good news, it wasn't you. Some other guy lit himself, to burnt himself to death on Shinkansen, and actually killed someone else uh, fairly recently as well. So there's there's some weird stuff going on. Um, that being said, you're super safe in Japan. Like, it's crazy. Um, uh, you will have to carry around a lot of cash with you, because it's cash-based society still. Um... Uh, I brought over $1,000 worth of spending money. I came back with some of it just because I had a small bag and I knew I didn't want to buy too much stuff. Um, but that's, So not a lot of credit cards. Yeah, uh, you try to like every... Like, bigger stores, like I think I went to Tower Records, which is a pretty cool music store there. They actually had... Um, I saw there was some sort of idol meet up there. I saw like the tail end of it. Oh, cool. There was a very serious businessman standing next to this like 20 year old girl and she was like doing a pose oh my god and he was doing a pose but his face was like absolute stone it was very funny uh i bought a jojo book there um duh uh what was i saying about credit cards credit cards yeah so they'll they'll work in major stores but like your average everyday like restaurant probably won't be able to take that um and but there's like no pickpockets or anything like that um usually japanese people run around with a whole bunch of cash in their pocket um our professor said that if uh, someone gets, if like an old lady gets pickpocketed or purse stolen, the thief usually gets $5,000 American money, which is uh, $500,000 <laughs> Japan money. Uh, um, so they carry around a lot of cash with them because it's safe and because uh, people, you know, don't steal or people need it. 
Um, there will be alleys that look pretty creepy, uh, especially in Kyoto. Kyoto. Kyoto is where I really want to go. Yeah, Kyoto is pretty cool. Um, for you, those of you that, that don't know, Kyoto wasn't burnt down in the war. Um, so everything that's there is pretty old. If you go to these old temples, uh, they'll really lay it on about how, like, old, old it is. But they burnt down several times. <laughs> like, Just five. Being there. Just by being there. Um, the wind blows. The wind blows. You know? <laughs> there, there's an earthquake in this wooden structure, and there's a, a torch, fall. and it falls down, and it burns the place up. So, um, a lot of places, a lot of shrines are, uh, they're, you know. If I go to Kyoto, mm. that way, when I go yeah, to Kyoto, go. this is a really stupid goal, and yeah. I don't even know if it's based off a real place. I want to try and find the cemetery mm-hmm. where Kenshin's wife Tomoe is buried in Kyoto. I don't even know if it's a real place. They don't even like really show you where it is. Mm-hmm. But man, <laughs> that'd be so cool. I could go to Tomoe's grave. Yeah. Uh, Kyoto is very different from uh, Tokyo because it never got burnt down. So a lot of the buildings are only like three it's stories beautiful. high. Did you go to Osaka? No, we didn't. There's a like a funny thing in Japan. It's like if you're from Tokyo, Kyoto, or somewhere else, mm-hmm. I'll say Hiroshima. You spend your money on clothes. Ah. If you're from Osaka, you spend your money on food. <laughs> Apparently, there's really fucking good food in Osaka. The food in Japan in general is fantastic because um, it's all like healthy. It, it's all healthy. Mostly, I mean, mostly, <laughs> yeah, fried pork, but got, it's fried in a healthier way. I, I guess I don't know, but um. <laughs> People always talk about how like how expensive the food is in Japan. <laughs> it's not. Those people are going to like very expensive like sushi places. Right. Yeah. You know, and, Japan was the first time I had sushi, so I can't really talk about how better sushi is over there. But oh, really? Yeah, it was very good. I had a, a the first thing I had was a tuna bowl, uh, like three different cuts of tuna on top of rice. It was very nice. Good. Then I went to a uh, uh, a conveyor belt sushi place that was in Kyoto. We just went to these really nice Zen gardens there. Uh, it starts with a D A N, I believe it is. Don. Uh, something like there that. There we go. Don. Don Don-Nagy. or something like that. Okay. Um, great Zen Gardens. I really love Zen Gardens. Um, but we sort of just, uh, I think it was three of us, we were kind of just walking around. We found this neighborhood conveyor belt sushi place. Uh, and there I had raw horse. I had. Yeah. I had a cut from like the flank, I think. And then I had a cut from the main. Uh, it tasted fine. The main was a little bit chewy. Uh, but what's cool there with conveyor sushi Wait, place... Wait, the mane? Yeah, like... Isn't the mane hair? Oh, the neck. The, the muscles. The oh, muscles okay. I was like... It wasn't hairy. Ew. Yeah. Um, but the way you pay there is that it's depending on the plate or the plate color of the sushi as it comes around. Oh, okay. So you pick it up and it's, if it's yellow one, it's like a dollar, you know, 56. But it's a piece, right? It's It could be multiple, like okay. the, the typical, the stereotypical su- uh, tuna rolls with mm-hmm. like seaweed and rice and whatever else. Yeah. You get six of those and that seems to be the standard amount. Oh, shit. For that. Yeah. Uh, they're very, very small. Right, like, but they're still. They're very small. I, I, That's like six bucks here. Yeah. Um, but the place that we went to had three different prices uh, of plates, and they ranged from like $3 to $1.48. Awesome. So it's very cheap. Uh, we went to another place. Um, I think it was in Tokyo. Uh, it was in some underground mall. There's a lot of those. Uh, and there was like... Um, six different types of plates and those range from ten dollars to like three dollars so it's a bit more expensive there but that place actually had um 
more stuff that had like sort of a large iPad sort of thing where you could actually order oh, cool. sushi. And there was actually, and it was brought to you above the conveyor belt by this little golden tram that looked like a repainted dog bowl. And it would come, huh. came to your thing, it dinged, you took off the plate, you push a button, and it goes back to the actual oh, chef. Oh, so cool. I've never it was really cool. been to conveyor belt sushi. It's really cool. It's something I always wanted to do as a kid. I always wanted to do, like, boat sushi, but I think that's sort of like a, it's a variation of conveyor belt sushi, from my understand, where they just have a layer of water on top of the conveyor belt, uh, and then it's a boat. so it looks like it's a boat. Yeah. Okay. It was in a video game I played, it was one of the Monkey Islands, the last one that they made. Um, and there was actually one in the... The mall, I think it's like Westfield Mall downtown in New York City, uh, but they recently upscaled that mall, and that sushi place is no longer there. Cool. I always wanted to go there. I there's a um, all you can eat sushi place. There's a really great all you can eat Japanese restaurant on Long Island called mm-hmm. Mikado, mm-hmm. and it's like thirty bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. But I go and I eat like a hundred sixty dollars worth of sushi. Oh my god! And like one time, my friend took me, and he was like. It was like 9 a.m. It was my first time going. He texted yeah. me. He was like, don't eat anything today. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we just went and, like, gouged ourselves. Oh, boy. It was amazing. And then I went one more time with my parents. Mm-hmm. I'd love to take you guys, but Mike and Colby are allergic to fish. They'll die. So they can, like, go for a walk. Yeah. And we'll go in. We sit there. I don't but, really um, like sushi that much, though. Oh, I do. There was a few things where I kind of gagged. I was like, I just eat it. I was born and raised on an island. Yeah. So Long I have to island. say, though, with, like, the horse... I would be, if it's edible and it won't yeah. kill me, I will fearlessly eat anything. Yeah. Like, that doesn't freak it, me out. That's a very good attitude to have, I think, when traveling. Because yeah. I'm usually a pretty picky eater. Uh, they changed Annie Macar- Annie's Bunny's macaroni like recipe, and I'm sort of not enjoying it right now. Like, I have, and I've been eating that for like 10 years. Yeah. Like, I'm very sort of set in my way, sort of food-wise. But in Japan, I kind of threw everything through the wind. Because it's sort of like, I either don't eat this... I either eat this or I pass out in two hours. Right. So it's sort of like a do or die sort of situation. Ordering food in Japan is pretty easy from what I did. The food, okudasai. I, I, I don't know. Oh, did you not order for yourself? I did. I just, oh. all the menus have pictures. Oh. <laughs> so you get real good at point get things. Uh, to know what's actually inside of the place, um, I either recommend trans- Google Translating the menu. Google Translate is fantastic. Download that if you're going to Japan. Um, or they actually have plastic food outside in like a window yes, of what I've they have. Yes, I've seen that. Um, um, did you get a an international plan? Yes, I did. Uh, I have Verizon. It was ten dollars. Um, it was ten dollars a day. Every day I used data. I used mm. a, I used a fair amount of data, but I actually maybe only used like uh, maybe two or three gigs, maybe four. But it was ten dollars a day. Yeah. Right? Okay. I was there for two weeks for one hundred forty dollars. Um, but it's kind of essential. Like the way I got around Japan was, uh, or the way I got around, like, um, you, yeah, you, I, I used apps. There's a very good one called, uh, travel Japan, which has a Shinkans and, and right. there's Mount Fuji in the background and there's a sun. And I think there's cherry blossoms. If you're looking that Beautiful. Up. Um, that was a very good app. It actually told you where to stand and things like that. Okay, cool. Um, but with food, uh, they either have pictures on the menus, there's things outside or they'll actually give you like an English menu. And oh, that's nice. That's fantastic. I love Japan. They're so nice. I know. Uh, especially, we got that a lot since we went to a lot of touristy areas. I could have ordered... I actually ordered uh, spaghetti carbonara at this one like Italian place that we kind of just locked into. I would yell good. at you, but when I went to Italy, I got ramen. Uh-huh. So I can't yell I at only you. got ramen twice, which I regret. I regret only getting two bowls of ramen. One, 
Uh, something that happens with jet lag, it might only happens to me, it might happen to me, is um, I didn't feel, I couldn't feel hunger anymore. Uh, I was getting hungry, but it, my body just couldn't feel it. Right. But luckily I was traveling with a group of young people that were younger with me. I'm 24, uh, the youngest in the group is 18, so they bounced back a little bit faster from Oh my god, jet lag. Mark. You they s- were. You make it sound like you're eight. We're ancient. I felt like I was. Eight. Someone said life ends after twenty three or what? twenty after twenty one, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I've been dead for three years." It was. Uh, yeah, they made me feel really old, but uh, they didn't really seem to have that problem. So either it was them being younger, or they I were think just it's lying. Just you. Yeah. Um, Not but, what that kind of sounded horrifically mean. <laughs> But You're great. If that if you notice that happening to you, I recommend like setting a timer or something like that, or maybe the other person traveling with your group isn't that isn't happening to them. So either really keep track of the time, or when someone else says they're hungry, that means you're hungry too. Uh, also, drink a lot. You're walking around. Uh, with uh, the time that we went, it was um, hot there. Uh, basically, the equivalent temperature. Just it's the same as New York City. Okay, cool. It's sort of on the same sort of thing, and it works out to like the same sort of temperature. So when you're going over there and you kind of want to, and if you live in like the area, you sort of dress for how you would dress for the season, if that helps. Cool. Yeah. Before we wrap up, favorite thing? Favorite thing? Um, Besides being able to brag about it to me forever. You'll go. Um, and I might be on that trip. That'd be fantastic. That, imagine if we went, I... I would love it. The thing is, when I go to Japan, and it's not if, it's when, yes, I'm going to cry when. every day. Yeah. I'm going to be so happy. Yep. Yeah, I'm it's, going to it's be in crazy. tears the entire time. All right. Before I say my favorite thing, I have, like, three hot tips. Okay. Murph's or hot like tips. Two. Um, oh, two. Two hot tips. Convenience stores are actually convenient over there. Um <laughs> We went to 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven is sort of the convenience store to go to because they have agreements with the banks, and that's where you can actually draw out money. Uh, there is, I think, a very small penalty for drawing out money, mm-hmm. uh, but it depends on sort of like your plan. Yeah. Um, it's you know it's very convenient there. You could get like alcohol there, uh, actually, in some place. Uh, well, I'll get to that. Um, you could get a whole bunch of stuff there. Like you could get actual meals there. You could get onigiri there. You could get everything there. Uh, for everything you can't go there, I recommend Don Quixote. Don Quixote is my favorite store in Japan. It's not my favorite thing, uh, but one of the kids on the trip described it as Walmart if it was on crack and steroids. Oh, man. Uh, they sort of have, it's sort of an everything store. Uh, describing it as Walmart is accurate, but it's a bit more high scale than that. Uh, you could get bikes there. You could get... Like uh, Target? Sort of like Target, yeah, but they just have a wider variety of stuff mm. in a more condensed area. Um, but like, let's say, uh, you run out of shirts or something like that, or like, you know, you run, you, someone, if your luggage breaks, go to a Don Quixote, they have stuff there. Uh, one of the girls on the trip, actually her luggage broke and she was getting like a uh, blister from carrying around everywhere. Um, so we went to Don Quixote, got our luggage like that. It's a fantastic store. Um, my favorite thing, um, I think were the Zen Gardens. Just because I was able to sit, th- I'm a very, I'm an introverted person. I was in a group of college students that were younger than me and much more outgoing than me, most of them. And those Zen gardens were at the end of a day, so they were getting sort of all like sort of ruckusy. 
But when we got to Zen Gardens, they all Those sort of, children. They sort of went into, like, a back corner of the Zen Garden. I was able to sit there and, like, in the, the other side of, like, the Zen Garden. And I was able to sort of sit there and, like, take it all in and uh, just... And reflect. Reflect on things. Uh, that was one of the temples that I decided that I wasn't going to try to analyze because that was part of the class is that you uh, would go to the temple and see how the temples were sort of projecting onto people and sort of how Japanese people would take that in. So as like a history student, that's sort of what I've been training for. So you get very, very cynical about that sort of thing where you're like, oh, this is sort of like, like we went to uh, Nico and Nara and everybody knows about Nara because it has deer, but that has a very big Buddha statue there. But Nico was a very big one where I could get very cynical about it because that's where the Togagawas are buried. Oh, the wow. first one and the second one are buried up there. So there's a lot of money that went into there. So there's so many temples there. So a lot of that was me very being very cynical. But then we went to this place and it was very... I was able to sit down and go, like, I'm just going to sit here and look at some rocks and, like, contemplate life and things like that. So that, that Awesome. Nice. I'm glad you have such a, you had such a good time. It's awesome. It's a fantastic time. I really want to go back. Let's do it! One of the things I regret not doing is taking a hike. Uh, oh, let's do it. Yeah, because I really wanted to be able to go into, like, I, I go on hikes. I went on a lot more hikes when I was younger. And I was in Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, so I did a lot of outdoorsy sorts of things. I definitely want to vlog if I go to Japan, it's vlog it. It's a great way to really remember so things. Fun. And then also. you guys could see my face. Yeah. But some of you guys follow me on my personal Twitter. And I, I actually, at the concert, I tweeted out a picture of my sister and I. Mm. And the, I immediately was just like, wait, these people might see me. You don't have to I don't know. It. What if they think I'm ugly and I'm not waifu material anymore? They're going to throw my body pillow in the trash. You have a body pillow? I'm joking. Okay. I hate humor. That's great. You know what? Thomas would have reacted the same to that joke, so it's probably yeah, fine. He would have probably been like, you fucking idiot. I didn't know where else to go with that joke. I it's didn't know fine. what else to bring out. But anyway, uh, that's you, awesome. You could uh, talk to me on Twitter, uh, at shankapotoms31. Murph loves making friends. I have uh, a lot more things to talk about. He loves to talk. Uh, if you can't tell, we're over an hour. Hiroshima was really cool. It was really <laughs> depressing, but um, yeah. a lot of these tourist places, they have school children there. So Hiroshima had a lot of school children, and it's actually built on a section of, built on like the town square, essentially, that was completely wiped out. And to go around as American and see all these terrible things, all these people that were killed, it's really uh, terrifying to see. Um, but Japanese people, I wouldn't say they got over it, but they've accepted it a mm -hmm. lot more than, they've thought about it and they've accepted it a lot more than sort of we have. It's so depressing there, but school children are running around, they're being very, very happy. Uh, there and another very big tourist place like Nico Nara, they will actually come up to you if they can determine if you're American, and they will practice their American on you oh, or their, their love, English. I their English love on you. them. So it's fantastic. Um, um, there, they actually gave me peace cranes though, which was devastating. Oh, uh, there's a legend about a girl, or there's the a story thousand about, cranes. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. It's really depressing. We read that in elementary school. I think we did too, because I know about it, and like it's. It's really devastating. But she had leukemia. Yeah, the kids are so happy, though, so it really makes it better. Um, Hiroshima Carps are also there. The Carps um, go to baseball Have game. you seen the movie or heard of the movie In This Corner of the World? No. Watch it. It takes place in Japan during World War II mm -hmm. in Hiroshima. The bomb doesn't <laughs> yeah. hit till the very end. Yeah. Spoil not, not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, great movie. Yeah. 
the museum was very good. The uh, it's like the Peace Heritage Museum or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Very depressing, obviously, but very well done stuff. That was very. That was probably the best museum that we saw. We went to like three or four. Cool. Yeah. I have a lot more to talk about. But, but it's it's okay. <laughs> if you guys want to talk to Murph about Japan, he's an awesome dude. I can vouch for him. He is at Shankopotamus31. S-H-A-N-K-A-P-O-T-O-M-U-S-31. I'll, I'll um, tweet his tag out. At me. At him. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That was great. Yep. That was always... It's, Fun to talk about Japan. Yeah. I try not to talk about it too much. Thank but. you for co-hosting in Thomas's absence. You're welcome. Awesome to have you. Ha- Sorry I'm, I was coughing so much. That's fine. I'm slowly dying. Yeah, I need to take more. At 8.38, I can take more Mucinex because mm-hmm. you can only take it once every 12 hours. And I took it at that, 8.38 this that morning. That always worries me. So I'm going to take it at 8.38 at night and then choke on the pill and yeah. die. Uh, if you're worried of going to Japan, don't be. It's really fun. They're really If you're going to Japan, let me know. I'll come. Yeah. That wasn't a joke. At moves like AWOD. Yeah. Let me know. But yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. And this was episode 67 of Anime Double Play. Next week, I won't be here. I'm going on vacation. Okay. So um, Thomas Ta-da. will either not do the podcast because he's a nerd, <laughs> or he'll get someone to do it with him. What a nerd. So we'll find out about that. But yeah, I wonder if he'll do the podcast. But um, Hopefully. I apologize, but I'll be at a lake, hopefully, swim, swamming. Chillaxing. Chillaxing. Down by the cool. Playing b-ball down by the school. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Murph, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And um, we will see you. Well, Thomas will hopefully see you next week. Let me know if you like Banana Fish. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>